0: Louie Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. The scores! Hammered <laughs> training for the Rangers. They're 3-1. For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Center right, right? What did he Baby! Oh, it skipped past Puccio! My contract sucks.
1: Dustin Bufflin's head of half the series, and Chicago in total control. Yeah, it. Yeah. This is all over. You can order the authentic selection, Vancouver select from the London Knights, always Levy. We choked. Yo, what's bapping, Sports fans? I'm Aaron. Uh, I'm with Stephen and I am th- thinking we're back. I hate oh, this team. That was that was like vintage Jim
2: Benning Canucks. That was vintage end of the Gillis era Canucks. Uh that was vintage, just Canucks in general. Oh, I think yeah. probably we haven't Canucks had a game hockey. like that for a while. I mean, they still almost won, which is so funny. Um, but like, they,
1: I don't know if I'd say they almost well, won. They almost came back and pushed almost, OT. Sure, it was, they almost got a point out of it. It yeah. was eight five. Yeah,
2: I mean, they almost won in that they were up five two at one point. But yeah, uh, that as
1: well. I guess you could say that. Um, holy I, shit! How many five on threes were there? Four. four. That's four or five on three. I mean, look,
2: the refing was not good, but the Canucks did not do themselves. They any also stunk. Yeah, to, like, yeah, to Smith. I mean, it was just not. Yeah, not a good. There's not a, there's a game. whole lot
1: of takeaways. Well, like there are and there aren't. Uh, but there's, I guess, a lot of ways that you could like take this discussion. Like the refing was was really bad, but also like yeah, like you said, if you if you're up five two the end of the second period, you shouldn't lose that game. Like that's also oh on course. you. Yeah. Um, but like the, I guess the ref thing to start off with the first five on three that they got when Lindholm, uh, nudged, I think it was Erickson Eck. Who would oh, like hit I'm, uh, I'm watching Bluger the replay a bit right late. now. That's so insane. Ridic- for a five on yeah, three? Maybe like, as,
2: like, as like a one off call to put them down by one. It's like, all right, that's a bad call. Yeah. But or like, like at, an even
1: a, up call for, for like. For a five
2: on three? Like it's, it's so. Insane. Obvious to me. Look, the Canucks played bad, obviously, right? They didn't deserve to win. But it's so obvious to me that. The Myers calling them out after the Winnipeg game. I mean, that's this is so obvious what's happening here, right? Like, man, like, I got such a man, bad fans of feeling of others, when that
1: happened. I know,
2: I know. <laughs> fans of other teams should fucking. I mean, it's not like it it shouldn't happen to any team, right? Like, you can mm-hmm. you should be allowed to call it the officiating if it's not very good, right? You just should. Yeah, I mean, you like, can
1: in Batman's NHL.
2: Oh, my. I mean, I could not. Oh, man. It yeah, when when Myers did that, it was like, oh no. Oh fuck! Like well, everything, like, I, everything has gone right for this team this year, and they're not doing themselves any favors putting the refs against them. You know what I mean? Like it's no, just that's not exactly a good
1: idea. it. Because I've been thinking, like I, I remember back to like the 2011 era team, and yeah. it was a team that got a ton of penalty trouble. And yeah. I don't know if this is like. Uh, Uh, How do I say it? I don't know if it's if it's just like bias from you watching the team and always thinking you don't get calls for you. But I remember thinking like the the refs really don't like this Canucks team. And I can see why, because like A.V. was always screaming at them, like Kessler and Burroughs and that whole gang was talking back an awful lot. So like I I understood it in a way. Yeah. Like they had a bunch of they had Rafi Torres. They had LaPierre. Right. And I've thought in this season, like, you know what? They seem to have a pretty good relationship with the refs. Like, Tockett seems to have a level head when when speaking to them. He doesn't lose his mind that much. He's, he's not being like a, a Mark Crawford out there. And when Myers had his quote after the, oh, the game on Saturday about playing two teams out there, well, I didn't necessarily disagree with him. I was like, ooh, you can't be doing that. This is, this is what got us into trouble last time. And uh, I think it really really got them into trouble today. Like, I forget which goal it was, but the, it was on one of the five-on-threes. I think it was the six... It was either the tying goal or the 6-5 goal. Yeah. What a, what a weird sentence <laughs> to say. Um, but it was when they had that big pile of players in front of the net. Oh, how do they not and blow it down, right? How do they like- not blow that down? And how do the refs that somehow think that the puck... They called it a goal on the ice when the uh, the the net got knocked off. It clearly didn't go in, and then it like slid underneath. Yeah. They called that a goal on the ice. They like they couldn't see that that wasn't in the net, but somehow they can keep track of the puck and that huge clusterfuck in front of the net. Yeah, it blows my mind. It's so and, crazy. Like, I, I thought <laughs> I get, they they gave a hooking call on that to Pedersen as well, right? Which created a five on three, which I didn't really see a hook. Um, the one five on three was JT flipping the puck over the glass, which I don't think sure. you really have a, I mean, there's uh, no argument there. control I mean, it, it's over it's
2: an, it's an annoying call and it always seems to happen at the worst possible time. But it's like, yeah. that's just a rule that is going to get, it's no, there's no, you know, in between calls or anything like that. Right. Like,
1: yeah. But the, what were the, the penalties at the end of the day? I think it was like 11 to two. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, that's,
2: it's, it's one of the Lindholm one, especially I, I is, that's is the most like,
1: egregious one for sure to me.
2: Yeah, because it's just like okay, if you're going to call that, you have to call that like 20 times a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, look, I don't the Canucks, yeah, they were up 5, like they didn't lose because of the refing, but it did it sure didn't help. And it's like you cannot tell me this wasn't because of the Myers comment. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's so obvious that's what it was. And, like, fans of other teams should see that and be upset about it. And they're not going to be, obviously. Why would they be? But, like, if this happened to the Oilers, it would be hilarious. Of course. Like, I get it. But it's just, like, the refing in the NHL is so fucking bad. And it has been for so long. And for them to just basically, I mean, they're they're taking it at Like, it's so clear. They talk, right? They're all friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah, so they're, obvious. They're, they're in
1: a group text, right? For sure. They, it's uh, so, so obvious. Yeah. That I felt a lot. I'm looking at the box score on ESPN right now, and um, the penalties were only well because Zuccarella and Juleson had that offsetting one. So if you take that out of a of account, the penalties were six to three. Yeah, but okay. Of those six, uh, four of them put them five on three. Which like refs, when it's five on four, they they call the game differently, right? Yeah. Like oh, of they. Course. They let you get away with more shit, but they did not let them get away with more today. No, um,
2: which is crazy. Like, that's that's the thing that's so obvious. If they're four or five on threes is like, it's so egregious, you know? Yeah, I,
1: I saw John uh, replying to to Satyar Shah yeah. on Twitter, and he says that the Leafs haven't had four five on three power plays all season. That's,
2: yeah. Like, that's so nuts, right? Like come on like what are we what are we fucking doing here you know but i don't know i the thing i'm worried about is that they're playing colorado tomorrow yeah you just have to just look a loss is a loss right like it's the same Mm -hmm. thing no matter what the score really like on paper but ah man i i worry about i guess baines is maybe i don't know well no garland's back garland came back garland came
1: back in the third that was scary i I was I, I was trying to look on the bright side, because mm-hmm. if the Canucks would open up five million in cap space, then he comes back on the first game of the playoffs. That's yeah. that's good. But I also think that losing Garland um, Is,
2: would be really bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and it would like hurt their chances of finishing first in the division, which for are sure. incredibly yeah. important. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While I was uh, excited to see Baines tomorrow. I'll uh, I'll take a healthy Connor Garland instead.
2: I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe they could put Baines in for Casey to Smith.
2: Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just, <laughs> I just really like he, to Smith, I feel like started out as like a good story this year. Right. And yeah. was like, obviously like really good, but the last couple, what was his last game that he played too? Like he's been kind of like, uh, not good recently.
1: Yeah. And I mean, how much. So he let in two goals that went off skates.
2: Sure. And it's like, there's Uh, all the five on three goals. Like it's, you know, but yeah,
1: but like the, the last, I guess not the last two goals that Minnesota scored, the last two goals that Minnesota scored while they had a goaltender on the ice. Yeah. The Canucks did like, those are ones that Smith definitely wants back. Yeah. And then you would hope that he could just get a save elsewhere. Yeah, man. So
2: last, his last three games, other than this one, his last win was January 9th. Um, mm-hmm. against the Islanders, uh, he lost to Columbus, lost to Saint right, Louis. Right, that Columbus
1: game. Ooh. Yeah, lost to Detroit. That St. Louis game. Ooh. Yeah, and the Detroit, Detroit game, game. and, and then and then this <laughs> game as well. So he's
2: been not he has not been good recently.
1: Yeah, um, which is which is unfortunate, but which is bad too because with these games down the stretch, meaning more for playoff positioning, mm-hmm. it. I assume that the Canucks aren't going to uh have as much confidence playing him as they were earlier yeah. in the year, which is gonna mean they're gonna ride Demko more. Yeah. And they've already rode Demco pretty A hard. Lot. I believe yeah. he has the most starts. Well, I think of he does like I goalies, said, since, right? Since, yeah, I know he has the most the new, wins.
2: Since the new year, it's February nineteenth right now. Since the New Year, DeSmith has played five games, right? That's mm-hmm. not very many. He played three in January, he's played two in February so far. Um so, it's not it's it's not looking great right now uh in terms of the Smith, but you know what, tomorrow's another game. Like the way I look at it, this is the first time they've really faced any adversity this season and yeah. I'm weirdly excited to see what happens because if they lose tomorrow, it's the first time all year they've lost three in a row, which is crazy. Three in a row. Yeah. Like that's that's really really crazy. Um but you know, like if they bounce back, if they get a win in fucking Colorado tomorrow,
1: vibes okay, are like,
2: going to be back. Exactly. The, the, that's kind of the thing about like the Canucks being this good this year is that like, if this happened any time in the last few years, I mean, by now, by this time of the season, you're already checked out anyway. Yeah. So it wouldn't make a difference. But like this year has been, everything has gone so well for them that all it takes is another win. And it's like, okay, we're back. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is so yeah. nice because I feel like it's been so long since I've thought that about the Canucks. Like even in 2011, you know, I, I I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop and, you know, eventually it did. But then Mm -hmm. 2012, I was like after 2011, it was like just my heart wasn't in it as much. You know what I mean? And like this year, yeah, I mean, I
1: I tried to, I mean, I cared obviously, but like, when uh, that first round happened against L.A., it was like, uh, yeah, of course, fuck it, it's it's yeah. it's over.
2: And then the uh, year, and then against San Jose the year after.
1: I mean, just ugh. brutal, brutal, right? Uh, yeah, brutal the San Jose one really broke me. That one
2: was rough. That was awful. But I, I I think this year it it does feel different. And I mean, even if they do lose tomorrow, it's like, okay, well, um, you know, they lost to Winnipeg, a very good team. They lost to Minnesota, a team that's given them a lot of trouble in the past. And at another, a, a fucking another eleven a.m. Like, how many matinee games have they had this year? Has anyone sat down to look at it? Because it seems like, maybe I'm crazy, and I, and I said this in the last episode, maybe it's just because I'm paying more attention again, but mm-hmm. it's like really, it seems like way more
1: than it usual. It feels like way more than usual. Right? I agree. I, so quick, uh, I guess, uh, correction, but... Yeah. Uh, as goalie games played in the NHL. Gorgiev's number one with 46, then Saros okay. with 44. Okay, uh, Demko's third at 41. And okay. then you have Brabovsky at 40. And then right. there are like Sorokin, and Hellebuck and Bennington have 39. Stuart Skinner has 38 and Mrazic has 38. So, okay. I mean, he's played two more games than like Stuart Skinner or Hellebuck. So like, I guess you look at the teams around you. Yeah. Uh, and it's like normal ish for a starter. But yeah, I guess significantly oh, less than Ottinger, but Ottinger was hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. I, yeah, I mean
2: the Winnipeg game too. Like, I think they got caught up trying to hit Winnipeg. You know, they sort of got into a physical battle with them. Which mm-hmm. that was that game really felt like a playoff game, right? Like that game that was game, fun.
1: I was like. Oh. It's such it's, a bummer that they lost it to me. It sucked that they lost because it was, fun. It,
2: was, it was an extremely fun game. Uh, a lot of bad blood there. I mean, it's it's been so long since I've experienced anything remotely resembling playoff hockey where, you know, mm-hmm. every play there's like a huge hit. There's a scrum. Uh, the goal, like you get so pumped for the goals. Like it's been so long and I'm, I'm still so excited for the playoffs, obviously. But like, man, it's like it's just like a different animal. You just forget how yeah. crazy it is. And like you do hope like, you know. That that they're ready for it, right? Because it's yeah. it's going to be so different. Like, yeah, they they did the the fucking bubble run, right? But they haven't played in front of NHL playoff crowds before. A lot of the guys on this team, and mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be like the the you know the Steve Simmonses and the uh, IMAX yeah. of the world who are like, ah, it's all intangible. It's all, you know, blah blah blah. But it's like there is something to be said about playoff experience, you know. And totally, you you do hope that. Uh, you know that they're they're ready, uh, and I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm still excited, but it's like, man, like they did get too caught up in trying to get physical. I think,
1: uh, yeah. Against and I, I think that's probably part of the book on Vancouver at this point is yeah. if you need, if you're going to be successful against them, you have to like get under their skin, play heavy, get under their yeah. skin, and then they'll try and like overcompensate for that. I I do like how they don't seem to get pushed around. Like they, no, they seem don't. to and be able to like. Get into it physically, which is nice. um It was a real bummer that like Juleson going to hit is what caused that goal. I know, because it was to a give great hit. Winnipeg the lead. And then, like, even worse, that like the exact same play happened without a hit to yeah. put them down even more. And then Winnipeg's so tight defensively, and, and oh, Hellebuck's yeah. been so good this year, it's really hard to come back from that. Um, yeah. Would have been possible to come back against flurry That's the other like huge missed opportunity in this game, too, when it was only six five yeah and uh flurry like went wandering out of his net and Hoglander had the empty net and wasn't able to to bury it i I believe he got his stick checked i don't think it was like entirely hog's fault but it is a goal that you would like to see go in
2: absolutely yeah i mean it was you know i i caught up on the i was recording block party for a lot of it and so Mm -hmm. catching up on like twitter and on the highlights and then just like (laughs) coming into the discord and seeing just a wall of what the fuck, what is this? Oh my God, this fucking sucks. What the fuck is happening? And being like, wait a second, what's, what's happening. And like, cause it was, it was five, three, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, what was it? It was five, five, two. two. Well, no, but I mean, at the end of the (laughs) second, it was five, it was five, three, right?
1: No, Uh, it was, uh, oh yeah, no, you're right. It was five, three. Cause then they started on that five on three from the, miller over the ice or no yeah no it was the petterson trip that was the five on three that started the third period right and then erickson x scored and then jt put it over glass and then kaprizov tied it brutal and then 20 seconds after that is when erickson put them ahead and got his yeah. hat trick which i crazy that they didn't call a timeout when the game was tied yeah, you wonder. I think you would have settled him down at that point. It, but, it
2: definitely does seem like armchair coaching and stuff, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like if you're not going to call a timeout, then when are you ever going to call a timeout?
1: Right? You know? Yeah. I <sighs> well, there's another thing. After us just completely filleting Dakota Joshua last time we recorded. Oh my god! He decides he just, to go and break it. Well, we don't know what happened. Well, Gets I mean, an upper body way. injury from getting into a fight in a game against. The goddamn Chicago Blackhawks that they were going to win easily, and they did yeah. win easily. Like I, it's cool that he stuck up for Garland. Like you like to see that camaraderie and of the course. team and all that, all those platitudes. But I don't want you to. be Sucks hurt, to lose Dakota Joshua because they really could have used his penalty killing utility oh my in this game. god,
2: No kidding. Uh, it's it's just really. Uh, he's just like it's. I don't think it's crazy to think at the start of the season like. Oh, the Canucks are going to be completely fucked if Dakota Joshua goes down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, he's been such a huge part of the team this year. And that third slash second line, um, obviously. But, like, it's just, God damn, dude. Like, I, I, you know, we've been really lucky with injuries this year, too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. obviously PDO, obviously, like, everything has gone the Canucks' way this year, of course. Um, totally. But, and, and it's, but it's just like, like, how. For so long, the Canucks were just, like, one of the most injured teams in the NHL, right? Like, they've mm-hmm. kind of always been like that. And, like, it's been basically the whole the whole year, and, like, you know, knock on wood, where they have avoided any major, major injuries. And you just kind of hope, like, with, with Garland today, right? It was like, oh, no. Like, obviously, he's apparently fine. It was probably just, like, a stinger, right? Because it was just blocking mm-hmm. a shot off his knee. But, like at the same time it was just like okay we're we're back to normal here right we're going to start yeah. dropping like flies um they're they're totally fucked now you know and and mm-hmm. i it does and it's like this is this is joshua going down and the team seemingly falling apart right like if it's yeah. like <laughs> i don't even want to say other players names of like who it could happen to you know what i mean but like i just oh uh, you really sort of take for granted like how healthy they've been this year and what a difference that makes and absolutely remember, yeah you know, against, against Boston, right? Like they got, they, they were just completely ravaged by injuries and like every team is by that point, I think, but the Canucks more than anyone else. And like it, it, to get, to like get all the way to the final and win, you have to be so lucky with like everything,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, look at the final last year, right? Like Vegas didn't have a a scratch on them for the most part. And all of Florida's key players had to get surgery after the yeah the season. So it does really come down to that, like in a deep playoff run. But I agree, like when when Garland had to get helped off the ice, he couldn't put oh. weight on his one leg. Like I was hoping it was a stinger, which I guess it was because he came back. But it felt like, oh, is this the levy breaking with injuries? And then they they said on the broadcast that Tyler Myers also wasn't on the bench. I'm like, oh, God, they're like dropping like flies now. And yeah, like, thankfully, both of them came back. But yeah, I I Uh, wonder if we'll see a. I wonder what management's thinking about this right now. We look so good. We're like,
2: right. Like, like Kessel's down there. I don't know how he's looked since his, his first uh, day on the ice, yeah. but they do have the con- contingency plan in Kessel. They've got Baines up here now, but like clearly I think it was Friedman the other day. Uh, I saw this on, on Twitter where he was like, I Rutherford is capable of anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it sounds like you're talking about like a fucking supervillain or something, but he like, he might make another big splash, right? Rutherford and Alvin, obviously, but um, you know, if they go, knock on wood, if if they go on kind of a bit of a cold streak here, and let's say they lose to Colorado, then they lose the next game. Let's say they lose like four or five in a row, mm-hmm. right? Which could happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, does he make a move to like shake things up, you know? yeah uh, does he does he like get rid of mikhayev like what what does he do by the way uh kuzmenko demoted to the flames fourth line i, saw that. I, I you getting, saw that they're
1: getting the full experience in yep. calgary <laughs> yep <laughs> you get some nice goals you're getting excited they're kind of speed running it um because he also like gave up a puck that led to a short-handed goal on a power play the other day as i recall he did and yeah now yep. he's now he's playing fourth line so um,
2: by the way, post game uh, quotes starting to come out. The Canucks nice. just posted this this uh, interview with JT Miller. <laughs> this is the funniest thing to post after you lose ten seven. And then the quote is from it's just Miller. It's a video of Miller, and the the poll quote is, "I like the way we played five on five today." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I was kind of was kind of curious about like what the five on five like underlings were. Yeah, and um, the Canucks were. Better at five on five. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, for, take take a little not, bit of sauce from that. Yeah, but. like a lot of that was score effects at the end of the game because um, yeah. they had like seventy three percent of Corsi in the uh, the third period, but they also had sixty yeah. percent in the second. So overall, they're like fifty seven percent Corsi, fucking fifty one percent scoring chances, yeah, fifty five percent expected goals. They're also up to eleventh in the league on expected goals this year. So the the numbers are like the, the this, the, is, this like, is like underlying Canucks, they're steadily though, right? getting better as the yeah. season's worn on which is kind of why I don't feel like the sky is falling after a incredibly demoralizing loss like that well, it's but you can't bec- let it keep happening
2: it's funny because for the start of the year when their PDO is super high and, and all the advanced stats guys were like they're so they're so lucky wait for everything like wait for the regression and then it's like okay well their underlying numbers have actually gotten better and and they're they're on a bit of a rough patch here right so like mm-hmm. uh, on paper you should still like that. You know what I mean? Like it is it's interesting to see what people are gonna say about it because yeah, the underlying numbers have been better for them, right? Um, so I I don't know. This is just like that was such a Canucks game. That was just such a fucking classic Canucks game. Oh, yeah. Game.
1: Vintage. That's why God that's damn. why we're a fan of this team, Stefan.
2: Yes. That was it like like looking at the score uh and like watching the highlights and stuff, it just it was it really just felt like oh my god like we're just we're back like two years ago like you know what that felt like to me it did feel like a classic bruce boudreau game yeah
1: i I saw someone tweet that out too like uh, was bruce boudreau back behind the bench (laughs) yeah
2: because like obviously you know we we loved bruce and the way they treated him was not great and you know i don't want to like relitigate that or anything but like he's not like that good of a coach in terms of like structure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly, and, and he's like a he's a great like players coach, obviously, but in terms of structure, it's basically just like non-existent. So, um, yeah, it, it really, really did feel like it. It felt like the last like eight years like condensed into one game, sort of. Right. Like, yes, it was just oh
1: god. Um, oh. I mean, if it, yeah, if it was the last season, they would have tied it and like won in overtime just to piss us off yeah instead sure. of instead of letting themselves choke like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, let's talk at saying here these are lessons that we have to learn how to play under pressure, yeah, yep,
2: yeah. yeah I mean that's that's exactly it like like this you know the the refing it's in, interesting though because like the refing in the playoffs is like not that bad necessarily, right? I mean it can be really bad I mean, they obviously. don't call things is exactly the difference. it's more that they just don't it's it's bad, but in the way that they just don't call things, whereas this was just them calling fucking everything yeah. right.
1: Um, and with the state of the Canucks power play these days, like hell. Maybe it's good that they don't call things and we don't have to do go well, on the PK. <laughs> what I'm
2: wondering is for tomorrow's game, do you think the Canucks are going to have more or less power plays in Colorado? Because what I think is it's going to be like the refs being like fucking mobsters basically and being like uh like that's what we can do to you and like and then the, tonight, like on uh, tomorrow against Colorado, they like you know, refs sort of more in favor of the Canucks, right? Mm-hmm. To be to be like, you like you like this. Maybe you should try yeah. being fucking nice to us, you know?
1: Yeah, you see how much power we have.
2: Exactly. I mean, they're they're such pieces of shit. I fucking hate the refs. Is it's it? nice. It is nice hating the refs again, but like, yeah. God damn, fucking assholes. And it's like, I guess the thing is, like, it was the Detroit game, and then and then the Winnipeg game. Like the refing in the Detroit game was not good either, and then it's the same refing crew against Winnipeg. That was like,
1: wild.
2: That seems like that shouldn't. I know this is something that's like frequently done in the NHL, but it's like that seems kind of crazy to do. And I guess it's for like travel purposes. Obviously, like it makes sense, you know. Yeah, it makes but, sense
1: economically, but from a like refing the games fairly perspective, it seems it, kind of goofy. You're
2: gonna get like because that's a thing. Like I think it's pretty clear that a lot of the the refing in the Winnipeg game. Was sort of carried over from the game against Detroit,
1: right? Because there, yeah. Were, I mean, you can look at the the penalty that Hoaglander, uh, Hoaglander took in the first yeah. period, which I I think was a non-existent call. Yeah, but it almost felt like a makeup for the call that, by all rights, should have been made in that that Red Wings game, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, like, oh, you want to pull one over on us? Well, we'll show yeah. you. And then, yeah, yeah that was, ugh ugh ugh. <laughs> Uh, I, did, I did have fun watching the first two periods of that Winnipeg sh- game, though. And you oh, know what? I had fun watching intense. the first two periods of this game, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, like, I was retweeting the Canucks official count saying Miller got a hat trick. I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah let's lock it down, that, boys. That
2: hat trick goal was so nice. That oh, was like was vintage beautiful. Miller coming off. Like, that was so, so nice to, to go top shelf like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like, all you can do, like, Talk It Is Right. Like Like, you have to play under pressure you have to be ready to bounce back you know like all they can do is just it's tomorrow's another game right like Mm -hmm. every loss is the same in terms of like points it's zero points right
1: yeah all my losses uh, was lessons
2: yeah a 10 nothing loss is the same thing as a one nothing loss like on paper right Mm -hmm. so i mean it does it you know does it uh suck that they lost an insane game against uh, a really annoying team to lose against
1: Certainly, mm-hmm. it absolutely it you know, absolutely uh, man. But, Do you know who Andrew Zimmern
2: is? Is he the 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 crazy food guy or whatever?
1: Yeah, was of bizarre food. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's a frequent judge on cooking competition shows these yeah. days. Hey, I follow him on Instagram, and uh, he's a big Minnesota Wild fan. And I'm just oh. really not looking forward to like looking through my stories like 8 p.m. <laughs> tonight, and then seeing him share the official Minnesota Wild team account saying like 10, eight, like way to go. Oh, he's going to piss annoying. me off. Um, <laughs> uh, He, he doesn't, he also does it with like the Timberwolves. He's like very, I mean, he's just into Minnesota sports, which I guess. Sure. Good for him. Good cheer for yeah. your hometown and also, team. As, but as a,
2: as a Canucks fan, I do sort of feel some kinship with Minnesota sports fans because you want to talk about a fucking loser sports town. Yeah. You've got, the Timber Timberwolves, garbage. Mm-hmm. The Vikings, who are essentially like I would say the NFL's equivalent of the Canucks. Bills. Uh, well, the Bills I feel like would just I would just say are the Sabres. <laughs>
1: Cause, yeah. Cause they're like, well, like I just the the thing to me is that the Bills have been good to for, the finals and lost right, in a heartbreaking four ways. Times. Yeah. Similarly, yeah. like the Canucks are the only team to have lost two game sevens in the Stanley Cup. Final.
2: <laughs> well, they're the, apparently, so they're the only team to have lost two game sevens in the Stanley Cup final without winning a cup, I think.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It makes sense that like one of those teams has been around forever. have done that. Yeah. 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 Um,
2: but yeah, I mean, I just, I I think, I mean, this is something I've wanted to do for a while is like go through other leagues and do like the Canucks equivalent because mm-hmm. with baseball last year, up until the world series, it was, um, the Texas Rangers. Uh, absolutely. It was the Texas Rangers and you know, I, I would say the Vikings or maybe like the Falcons, they had a heartbreaking loss to a new England based right, team. Right, right, right. Um, so there's a, there's a few possibilities. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I think in terms of like, I, I do feel some kinship with Minnesota sports fans in that you've got the Vikings, you've got the wild, you've got like the only team I think that they have that's ever of the big four sports that's ever won anything is the twins. And that was mm-hmm. a, a long time ago. So, um, you know, I get it one loser, uh, sports city fan to another. Um, but man, I, I hate the wild. They've they, yeah. I guess I'll give them this. That was not a boring game. No, no. Was, so for uh, for, a, for a matinee Monday game at 11 a.m. against the Minnesota Wild, I was fully expecting them. The Canucks to lose 2-1 in a shootout.
1: Yeah, no, they, they'd they combined for four goals in their last two games. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a snoozer. Yeah. Uh, How wrong I was. I, is, is that preferable to like actually watching a snoozer is watching like. Then blow a three goal lead. And I mean that sucked, but at least, ten, at least there
2: were ten, at least seven. there were goals. You know,
1: yeah, at least I got to cheer happened. a few times. Yeah, it was good for me in fantasy hockey. I have Sneck in the league. I have Kaprizov in another. Oh my god! They both got three they goals, got like three assists each. Points.
2: Yeah, they both that's insane. There were three hat tricks that game. That's really crazy.
1: I the think points be the points the Canucks are up on the Oilers right now. Oh please, it's not very many, is it? Fifteen.
2: Oh okay, Never
1: yeah. Mind. I th- I guess the Oilers <laughs>
2: did lose a couple as well. Like they've kind of mm-hmm. both gone on on mini little cold streaks at the same time, which is good, you know.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, they're up in their game right now as we're recording this. Mm. Uh, they're playing like Arizona. Okay. I want to say. Oh no, they're losing to the Coyotes two th- three to two. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. That's, All right, I love that. That's All beautiful. right, we can salvage this day okay. yet. Okay, okay. The flames are up four three on the Jets. Let's All go. Right. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> keep oh it going, boy. boys. Um, but no, in the uh, let's look at the wild card here. So yeah, I mean, okay, Vancouver's up fifteen points, but um, Edmonton has six games in hand. Be five by okay. the time this comes out. Yeah, because uh, Canucks have played fifty seven and the Oilers have played fifty one. Okay. It does mean a condensed schedule for the Wait, Oilers. The Canucks have played
2: 57 and the Oilers have played
1: 51.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of games in hand.
1: Yeah. yeah it's, but I mean, they're, they're playing one of those games so right 52, now. So, yeah, yeah. But even
2: so, that's five. Like, that's 10. If they win those, that's 10 points. The Canucks yeah. need to really.
1: Oh, yeah, no, they okay. can't go on like a really long losing yeah. skid, but yeah. they do have a, a bit of a cushion. They've got a
2: little bit of a cushion. I mean, Vegas has like fallen off a lot, haven't they?
1: Uh, 6-3-1 in their last 10. They, but in they terms like, of,
2: like, how, how far behind are they to the Canucks?
1: They are 12 points back with three games okay. in hand. So. Okay, so it's w- such a weird...
2: I hate NHL schedulers, man. They never mm-hmm. schedule games on Friday. Like, this past Friday, right? It was, it was like, oh, one what game. Was this, what
1: was the sicko-fucking-game I ended was Ari- up watching? It was
2: Arizona-Carolina. Yeah. the only game. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I watched that, like, third period after I was done streaming. It's fucking insane. It's giving me a sickness of the soul. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like every other team, like the Jets have only played 52. Yeah. And then the Sens have also only played 51 along with the yeah. Oilers. So That's the insane. Oilers are going to be really busy down the stretch. So hopefully are, that which is
2: good. gets That's them beat up and hopefully they yeah. lose
1: some more of those games because there's going to be a higher frequency of back-to-backs and like yeah. three and fours, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, back to the Canucks, I guess. Um, I, I guess the back-to-back with Colorado tomorrow. You mm-hmm. can really see it in two ways. Like you would hope that this game and maybe like losing this one in this ridiculous fashion compared yeah. to losing 2-1 in a shootout is going to uh it's going there's going to be more like on the line for them internally. I would. Like they know would they don't so. want to go into a skid so you're going to want to come and like really
2: I I worry that like especially players like Miller and stuff is like when their backs are against the wall and they, like, try to play harder. They play, like, dirtier. And with the way the refs are calling things, I mm. I just, like, I worry that they're going to try. Because, like, that's kind of what happened against Minnesota or Winnipeg. Um, like, obviously, Shifley got called for diving, but he still, I think his head still did get hit slightly there. Uh, you know, say what you will about about Pionk and, like, the dive. But, like, the Canucks were, like, playing fucking hard. And they were playing rock, Oh yeah, right? And I liked it. Oh, I loved it, but... The refs are going to call that, right? If they see mm-hmm. anything near the head, like most of the time they're going to call
1: that. I feel like they made the right call calling it for embellishment and calling oh, it elbowing I, I agree, or whatever. He for,
2: he for sure did the whole head snap back thing and then got right back up, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas I think if that's an actual head contact, a contact he's probably staying down a bit longer. Um, you know, obviously biased as a Canucks fan, but yeah. Uh, and Shifley I think is kind of a known diver as well. Uh, yeah, Peon certainly like. is, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, he. Oh my god, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I think the playoffs are going to be really, really interesting because yeah, they're
1: going to be really good or really bad. I'm going to feel a lot of emotions. I'm going to be a yeah. lot snappier to everyone in my life that I care oh. about. Yeah, I'm warning uh, people in advance. Like, I'm going to
2: tell JF, like, hey, man, yeah. like. You know how, like, when the Titans lose, you're like totally miserable? It's like, well, it's going to be me, but for like a while, I think. Yeah. Like, it's not just a one game Ho- thing. Hopefully so. for months. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so, Talkit and his post game presser said, it's stupid stick penalties. And when you play under pressure, you can't do those things. Yeah. So, it's I'm glad that Talkit understood the assignment and isn't blaming the refs or coming yeah. out to. I th-
2: I think at this point they know they can't blame the refs any like going doubling down after what we just saw. Basically, that was essentially like if uh, again, to go back to the mobster thing, if they were like, hey, we're going to like you have to pay us like protection money or your place is going to burn down. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like this game was the refs burning down the Canucks place of business basically and being like, well, you, sh- you should have been nice to us. You shouldn't have talked shit because like I feel like I think any sport it, it is like this, but. Um, the NBA recently, I feel like there's been a lot of players and coaches like calling out refs. There was the Raptors coach. I don't know if you saw that where he like really, really called out, uh, like one specific ref in particular. And I think was, like, I heard about it. Yeah. He said some, like he got fined like $50,000 or something. I think, Jesus. uh, he basically said, Oh, 25, 25 grand for his public tirade over the officiating. <laughs> uh, but I think he basically just said like, yeah, it's like the Lakers, like they're going to get their calls, you know, like we mm-hmm. know how we know how it works. But um, yeah, I mean, I think was Myers right to do it? Is it nice to hear to go back? You know, we talked about this earlier, but to go back to this, I think it's nice to hear. But I, I was the same as you where you hear that and you're just like, oh, God, here comes all the bad karma, you
1: know? Oh, man. Speaking of Myers. That Myers goal against the Jets was so Unreal. cool. Unreal. <laughs> that was
2: ridiculous. I feel like he only scores bangers. It's yeah, really, He's a weird
1: guy. His shorthanded one from earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when he scored that, I was like I'm going to miss this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man. There was a Oh right, 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 right. Elliot today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull this up here. Um he's talking about Taniv, okay. cuz he is want to do. Sure. And Right, flames are waiting until a first-round pick is offered. Toronto's offering multiple picks, but not a first. And then okay. he had um, Dallas, Colorado, Vancouver, and Edmonton are like in the mix. Um, and then also it will be very hard for the Canucks to do, but they would prefer the Oilers don't get him. Me too. Yeah. That would be heart-wrenching. I would hate that. That See, would be. Here, here's the thing, from like what we've heard, right? The Oilers have been offering like a high volume of lower picks instead yeah, of like so higher picks or Broberg, which is really funny. That to me is crazy. Broberg sucks. Well, that's he's... that's Ken Holland though, right? Yeah. So I... I guess
2: they were saying Broberg, they don't want to trade for a rental specifically, which I guess I understand yeah. slightly more. But it's also like, bro, you gotta like, you gotta let him go now. Now's, he's, now's he's the bad. chance,
1: folks, and if people he... want him.
2: Like if you trade him for a rental now, like I think that rental will have more value this season than Broberg will have for the rest of his career. Like he just. Well, you think Broberg's
1: that bad, huh? I don't really have an opinion on him. It's just I. I what just I've absorbed from, through osmosis.
2: Yeah, hearing from Oilers fans, I also had him in my keeper league for a little bit. Mm. Uh, I didn't, to be clear, I didn't draft him. This was when I, when I took over the team. When I took right. over the team, I had Broberg, Ulevi. like I I had some Ugh. I had some fucking Flotsam and Jetsam on there. Um, <laughs> I traded Broberg for Hoaglander, actually, so I was I was happy. Oh that. nice, but. Uh, Broberg just seems like a typical kind of like, like, he doesn't seem to have very like good, like hockey IQ is my understanding. And I don't know. I think, um, the Oilers are stupid to not trade him, but I don't mind the Oilers being stupid. I'm, I, you know, they should trade him. I'm kind of glad they're not Mm -hmm. because they're, they're stupid. Um, but yeah, any other like Canucks trade rumors specifically or not that uh, I'm aware
1: of, but like the, the thing I wanted to, or the thing, the point that I wanted to make was that I, what I think will happen or could sure. happen. Because the deadline is, is two, we, it's two weeks away. Now. Two weeks from Monday. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just today. Yeah. It's family day. So I'm not uh, working or at school. But uh, I'm
2: doing more work than usual today because I've been recording podcasts all
1: day. Damn. Yeah. I'm recording a <laughs> Patreon thing for FYM uh, after this, too. Hard at work in the, in the content minds. But no, I feel like. Ken Holland. Like, infamously just likes to sit and wait and be patient, right? Yeah. I think much to the chagrin of Oilers fans, because you should be pushing every chip to the center of the table that you can to win right now. Yeah. And Rutherford's the opposite. And also, they have, like, Vancouver, like, Conroy and Alvin seem to have a pretty good working relationship with trades to this point, right? For sure, yeah. So, I kind of sense what will happen is that, say, Edmonton wants to make a big push to get Tanev. Alvin's just going to say, hey, keep me on speed dial. I'll... I'll one up whatever yeah. they want to do, if they're right? Getting close,
2: like, I'll, yeah, exactly. yeah, they're if they're yeah.
1: getting close, I'll actually give you what you want. Yeah. Now, what would I think about trading next year's first for Taniv? I think I wouldn't like it very much. Yeah. Unless it comes with an extension, maybe. Sure.
2: There could be regression next year, right? Like presumably they're not gonna have like as crazy of a year next year,
1: right? So No, no, that would be I think crazy to expect like trading, that trading this year's
2: first makes way more sense than trading next year's first, because uh, you basically know where the pick is going to be this year. Whereas next year it's like, you know, we, it's the Canucks. We know to expect the unexpected, right. And they could just mm-hmm. completely shit the bed next year and have a top 10 pick. Right. So you, you know, I, I think if you're trading next year's pick, yeah, you need, you need something a bit more solid coming back your way. I, I agree.
1: Um, I would, Pulled up the Condor's uh, stats this year and uh Oh Bakersfield. Yeah, they uh Broberg has 19 points in 29 games.
2: Okay. It's better than <laughs> so I expected. But six, he's also six. I feel like I mean, he was in the Pod Colson draft as well. Another kind of guy where it's like you're you're picking guys for like very like toolsy players, you know what I mean? hmm Um and I feel like that was sort of like a trademark of the Benning years, was picking guys who are all
1: tools, no toolbox. Um Oh man, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I like that.
2: But I, I do. Yeah, I. I mean, I. That's my understanding. Is that's kind of what Broberg is like. Um, but yeah, it seems crazy what? to me that the Oilers wouldn't be willing to trade him. But I, gotta,
1: I'm not, I think I'm the idea home. with what I've heard from Oilers fans slash media, I believe, is that they think Broberg could come in and give you like the same as what like Brent Kulak's doing, right? So, okay. like, maybe you could get rid of Kulak and bring him up and save a bit of money, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what like Edmonton does to make moves as well, right? Like, yeah, I maybe they can move off of Cody Cece, but then you're paying more to get rid of Cody Cece, yeah. Like, unless I don't know, fucking the Flames like him, like they like Kuzmenko, and they can say, oh yeah, we're not doing a rebuild. We got you don't require kuzmenko and cody cc to go into a rebuild <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah they seem like pretty locked up in what they're able to do as well right for sure they have yeah. full goals a pending ufa yeah um yeah i really they're gonna have to it'd be cc that they would have to move i think yeah or no or i think Kulak, right. but i think they like kulak yeah i don't know I don't know. I also don't know what the Canucks would that's, do to hey, open that's, up gas space. So that's, that's yeah. Their problem. That's that's where I love this team. We're so betrayed, even though we've won all these <laughs> cups and got all these generational players on our team. The podcast, fuckers. Um. I
2: can't imagine the the Oilers equivalent to our podcast. It's it's so funny to be like, I I understand like hating your team even when they're good. I guess, but like it would be so funny to be an Oilers fan and be and just like, what does that feel like to be like, ah, I'm so mad at my team, and then you like think about it for ten seconds and you're like. Oh, wait a second. No, I'm not. No,
1: no. they, they, they won don't, a bunch. This is they great. Don't, they don't think about it for five seconds is the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, we had our, it, the decade of darkness, Stefan. Oh, my God.
2: That's the funniest thing in the world to me. God damn! You want a true decade of darkness? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I mean, this is all last season of the podcast, basically. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, we're doing a throwback episode. We're playing we the really greatest are. hits.
2: Now, connected to a throwback game, so it yeah. <laughs> deserves a throwback <laughs> episode. <laughs>
1: Um, did you watch the, uh, the JKM video where he has the hair in his lasagna? I
2: I have not watched it yet. I think I kind of want to watch it tonight and really piss off, uh, the golf Kings fans because they hate him. Why? I don't know. I don't understand why, but they really, he just drives them insane for some reason. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I think he's, I think he's very funny. I think there was one he did recently. Well, not that recently, but it was like mid January and it was so funny because he had this fake like uh like mansion background where he's like out on this like deck Mm -hmm. uh covered in like snow and everything and that was like his backdrop and then there's like christmas music playing in the background and it was like he released the video on like january 15th uh (laughs) which i thought was like a just a i think it was the shrimp boom ball video actually is it shrimp
1: boom ball it is it
2: is yeah there's there's christmas music in the background because you can hear i think i think julie was like uh listening to music and like taking down the tree or something or i don't know maybe he filmed the video in advance i mean that's possible too um yeah but yeah it he, was uh it was he's he, so fucking funny, he had dude. a really
1: annoying video last night that we watched on stream where he was reviewing a sandwich maker so okay. i don't, we had one as a kid where can make two sandwiches at once it's for like making grilled cheeses or like paninis or whatever. Right. And it has like little ridges and it like went diagonally across your sandwich so it was like easy to break and like kept the cheese in or whatever. Yeah. And so I thought it was one of those but no it was just like a completely flat George Foreman like a griddle that had a top and the bottom that you could close on it. Alright. And uh it's just like shit that takes up counter space in your kitchen. Yeah. Like don't need it. Like if you have a pan you can make a grilled cheese sandwich why do you need a whole contraption for it yeah um and so he made a grilled cheese sandwich which i mean it was fine it was like american cheese and bread like It's a grilled cheese sandwich. I I, I could make that in a pan also. But then he does the thing that these fucking guys love to do where they open up like the fast food sandwich that they made. And so there's a grilled cheese sandwich that's been pressed together, and then he opens it up, and all this like American cheese is like sloughing off the top of the the bread. And then he makes a fucking egg in the thing, which actually turned out to look like a pretty nice egg. I thought it was gonna like crush the yolk, but I don't think it was high enough or doesn't close deep enough to do that. So it yeah. did make a pretty good egg, but just get a griddle, brother. God. Then you could like use a spatula on there.
2: He's so funny, man. I, I, the one I keep going back to, um, and I think I sent it to you, but it's the, it's the ravioli one. Oh,
1: where he turns them into hockey pucks.
2: Dude. It's, I still haven't quite figured out. So he keeps saying conventional oven. I think we've talked about this, but yeah, does he, he's thinking convection oven, right? I think, or is he, or does it just mean just like an an oven, like a classic oven? And he's using an air fryer instead of a conventional
1: oven? I think it's the later. Yeah. So, you know, on when you get like a, you know, shrimp boomba from Trader Joe's, it'll have instructions for like microwave or a conventional oven, which is just like the oven that you have on your house, right? Right. And it saying conventional oven when you're referring to your oven is something that like a Martian would do. Yes. So I I think what's happening is that he's heard that air fryers work the same as a convection oven, right? right? And then he's putting his stuff and cooking it based on the oven instructions in his air fryer. Okay. And he's saying conventional oven because an air fryer is a like kind of like a convection oven.
2: Okay. Because the man the air fryer one is so crazy to me because. I think someone looked it up online and there's no air fryer instructions on the thing at all. So he just like completely made that up, but also he air fries it with the plastic on. Ah. So the plastics like melted to it. And like all the whole point of air fryers is that you want like airflow, right? Mm -hmm. And he puts it in, in the metal container. So there's no airflow happening at all. And it like the cut from, there's like two really funny cuts in a row in that video. The first one is when it cuts to him opening the air fryer. So from the frozen ravioli to the hockey puck ravioli, as you said. Mm -hmm. And then the second cut is right after that, when it goes to him getting ready to eat the ravioli. And he's clearly like flipped them upside down or like scraped all of the burnt (laughs) shit off.
1: Oh yeah, so you can't see the char?
2: Yeah, and then he's like, what happened to the, where's all the cheese? There's no cheese in here. It's like, yeah, man, you fucking incinerated it. Like it, it like dissolved. It's just gone, you know? He's he's the king. I have, fucking I love him.
1: You guys don't really watch cooking with Jack, right? No, is he the guy who should by
2: all rights be dead?
1: Yeah, he's had like three strokes. Um <laughs> and like Fuck. doesn't change his uh his lifestyle. And it's okay. like So he's like a really horrible guy. He's a, he's a bit of a like a known wall cow from back okay. in the day. And sure. I actually started like watching his YouTube videos when I was like 20 or so and I bought a pineapple and didn't know how to cut it. And, like, okay. he, his, like, most popular, or his, like, oldest video is, like, how to cut a pineapple. And then I just, like, started watching some of his other shit. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy sucks. Yeah. But he, uh, he like, famously strangled his son and, oh. like, talked about it on a podcast about, like, I guess his son, like, like pushed his wife or something. And so he, like, strangled him and talks about, like, how he could see his face turning purple and shit. It's, like, really horrendous stuff. And he Jesus. also holds, like, a lot of regressive views and all other manners of life. Like he's been on tape saying that they should like carpet bomb the Middle East and turn into like a Uh, a glass parking lot and shit. And then he's just this like incredibly bad slob cook. He's really easy to hate. And after his, his third stroke, he's his health has deteriorated a lot. Like he doesn't have the control of one of his arms and he like slurs his speech and shit, but he's still doing his cooking videos. And so he just bosses around his wife in the videos and gets her to do everything and then gets, like, kind of annoyed when she's not doing it correctly. And, um, <laughs> like, in January, he was doing a carnivore diet contest because, like, as a guy that holds those opinions, you kind of have to be carnivore because it's the opposite of being a, a woke-lib vegetarian, of right? Of course.
2: Ken, uh, Ken Domic went carnivore for January as well, <laughs> and he, he had a video title that was, haven't, like, I haven't pooped in, like, three days. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, <laughs> but but with with Jack, right, he he has all these videos where he's making food that isn't carnivore. And then okay. there's so many people that love uh, calling him out on his comments if he leaves them open, we'll yeah. like start arguing like people will say, well, there's like sugar in that sauce that you put on those wings and like the, the wings are breaded. That's it's not carnivore. And he's like, <laughs> it's chicken and like gets upset and indignant about that. And then he'll have, yeah. he has his secondary channel Jack on the go where it's him reviewing fast food and shit. And um, he's like out ordering all this fast food. And when he gets called out in the comments, he says, it's only my wife that ate it. Like, yeah. So like the, the one that came out just this weekend, he was doing gas station pizza wars where he was checking out Pizzas from different gas stations and doing like a taste test. That doesn't and
2: require a war. No one has asked for a war. No between gas and, station pizzas. and he's doing
1: it like at nine o'clock at night, and oh. he, allegedly only his wife ate the pizzas. There's but then no fucking way. There's no that's fucking so way. Yeah, but that's <laughs> only because he got called out. Like you don't see him eating it on camera, but like I don't think his wife is eating two gas station pizzas by herself no. either. I think he's no. lying about being being carnivore. But that's uh, so funny. Oh yeah, I brought this up because he loves fucking. Doing barbecue. And he, in his video last night, was reviewing a portable barbecue where he, uh, (laughs) fuck man, he takes (laughs) it to his backyard and you can see six other grills back there. So this makes his seventh grill. What? Yeah. And like, once again, he doesn't have a functioning arm. So he like makes his wife put together all these barbecues and then he like holds up his camera as she's doing like a demo of like cooking a steak. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> Ridiculous waste of money. And then he he used a a barbecue seasoning that had like activated charcoal in it. It was called, it was like a carnivore steak seasoning. Okay. Or maybe it's like for raw people because it's got the charcoal. I don't fucking know. But it makes the com- outside the steak look completely black. And then they cooked the steak to be blue inside. So it was like black outside, just bright red inside. Oh my which, god. I mean, maybe it's it's fine. I, I know charcoal just looks black, so it probably wasn't burnt, but damn damn folks the the ultimate like grilling video to me is
2: still jkm uh grilling the dollar store steaks oh yeah that one's good where it's like these super super thin cuts of meat i mean it's not even a cut of meat it's like the fucking steakums, where it's just like compressed like meat pressings or whatever Mm -hmm. uh and he puts them on his grill and they basically just like fall through the grill because they're so thin (laughs) And they're just, like, gray and, like, just disgusting. And it's, like, he's feeding it to his wife in the kitchen and,
1: like... I, I remembered another uh, Cooking with Jack thing I wanted to tell you. His son um, is this, like, oaf that lives with... He still lives in his house and he's, like, married. Okay. Um, and so, his, like, his parents are, like, way too involved in his life. Uh, yeah. Where they'll, like, take their kids to Disney World and they're posting photos of, like, this is what true love looks like. And it's, like, his son and daughter are walking a few feet in front of them. Anyways, yeah. he, um started twitch streaming lately with the uh the handle uh gucci goomba okay and he (laughs) this is so funny man he had like two or three concurrent viewers and one of the viewers was just him or is just someone that was clipping him saying slurs so they could report him on twitch (laughs) and so he, he said like the the f slur a bunch i guess sure and like, already got a community strike on Twitch for doing it. Um, oh my and he, like, God, just dude. got affiliate. And then Jack on Twitter had to close comments or like replies on his tweets because the person just kept posting the like compilation of his son slaying, saying slurs on Holy Twitch while shit. playing Call of Duty.
2: Oh my God. That's <laughs> fuck,
1: man. I got to get into I this lo- guy. I love haters. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a huge back cata- catalog of, um, well,
2: because Joey has fallen off, right? Joey, I think, is like, I mean, let me check. He, he's down to like one video a month.
1: If that, right. Damn.
2: Uh, I think probably for like health purposes, you know? Um, but his last video, his last, like he's doing shorts occasionally, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's doing, well, not even that many. Oh God. I forgot. There's one where he eats beef tallow. Um, I'm going to have to show (laughs) that on stream. I think he's just eating just, Oh fuck. That's so disgusting. What a Uh, nasty pig. (laughs) Um, yeah, his last full review, uh, was January 2nd. It's the last time
1: he's posted oh, yeah, a full Oh, yeah, he's fallen video. way off. Which I mean, good. He shouldn't I, do those videos.
2: He, yeah, I mean, I think realistically he should not be doing, like, eating fast food anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe he should have stopped a long, long time. Yeah.
1: Ahead.
2: Um, but yeah, he's basically, I would say, retired at this point.
1: Okay, um, yeah.
2: So I, I do need a new freak, I think. Yeah, so. Maybe, maybe it Jack
1: cooking with jack is awesome his back catalog of like because he's really bad at cooking too and he just right. started the channel to try and promote his drop shipping barbecue sauce business okay. uh and <laughs> so he and he do like these like lazy man cooking videos which horrible res- like once he made pickles and all he yeah. did was he got like pickle seasoning from bulk barn and equivalent type place in the states okay and then boiled it in water and put it in with a bunch of cucumbers and then came back the next day like he didn't put any vinegar in right and then he came back the next day and was like "Ooh, these are nasty uh must not be a good pickle seasoning or whatever and then his like kid liked them, so he came back and edited the video and was like oh actually my kid likes them, so maybe it's just (laughs) not the seasoning for me Uh and then he got lit up for making them wrong uh (laughs) i think he did uh i forget if it was with his it was either poutine or yorkshire puddings but he did one and then he had to do like Yorkshire pudding apology as the next video. Cause he just made these like little shitty hockey pucks. Uh, oh, he's given I, I himself salmonella up. from eating chicken. I believe twice. Oh, uh, yeah, no, there's uh so good. I think I have a playlist I could send you that like one of our viewers maintains like his greatest. Fumbles. So it's, cook-
2: it's cooking with Jack on YouTube.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh yeah, I need I need to check that out for sure. God damn, I, yeah, I, I need a new guy for sure. So maybe maybe he'll
1: be the guy. Oh yeah, he's uh, a he's, God, he's a, so he's so bad to look at. Also, he's just a fountain, not a fountain of youth, but a fountain of bad, gross cooking content, and he's really a horrible human being. So you don't feel bad about watching him.
2: Oh yeah, Yorkshire pudding. Twelve years ago, Yorkshire pudding apology. Twelve years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's there's one where he uh. <laughs> It's like, I think it's called Lazy Man's Romantic Dinner. And he is like, he's basically giving out a bottom diet. And <laughs> he he says, like, make sure you don't cook with garlic or onions because like your breath is going to stink. And then like the chicken that he makes is he just puts chicken and salsa in a bag and marinates it for 30 minutes. Oh, my and God. And then puts it on the George Foreman. Um, yeah. And I believe the chicken is very undercooked in that one. There's one where it's like lazy man's pork chops and the video starts with him calling the food network and saying like, Hey, this is Jack from the cooking with Jack show. Uh, How do I get, um, I want to talk to somebody about getting a show on your network. Like I have a popular YouTube channel and there's a person on the line that's like, all right, let me forward you. And then it like goes to this automated voice message that says, we do not accept uh, like applications, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, that's good." Like, they, I think they heard of me because they like put me onto this next thing. And then the recipe oh. is he makes rice aroni, and then he puts two fucking pork chops in there and lets it <laughs> steam for twenty minutes.
2: God, dude. Okay, yeah. This this seems like maybe the next guy to watch. I mean, JKM. There's still a lot uh, that we haven't seen, but yeah. And Ken, it's unfortunate because he does like copyright strikes and stuff. But he did one recently where uh, he ordered a poke bowl and he called it uh, poke. So bowl. he's just like, yeah, he's just like, he's, ah, he's such an idiot.
1: I fucking love him. You're either a poke God. bowl or some foe.
2: <laughs> There's really just like, there really is just like a wealth of like insane. Do you ever just like search for, let's say like a new Burger King item came out. Do you yeah. search for that on YouTube and search the most recent videos? I used that's a, to.
1: Yeah. That's a good way yeah. to find some free. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how I, I think that, that's how he stumbled upon JKM back in the day. Um, yeah.
2: I know JKM because he's occasionally. I knew him. uh, Foodie theory. Well, that and he would show up in peeps live stream chats occasionally or in the comments there. I mean, they're all like they all know each other, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny that they all just want to be Dame drops because he he was like charismatic and successful and had a like one or two season Netflix show, and like they just want to be him so bad. Like Joey was in he was on team dame for a while and like <laughs> it's I, so stupid man these are all grown men like oh, i love it
1: so there's this guy that we watch from time to time not really met much anymore uh it mm-hmm. goes by the name of two average dudes slash ghetto van adventures and he's this okay like van life like uh like conservative canadian guy and sure. the two average dudes channel he doesn't have the other average dude it's just him now his, his homie okay. left And he just does videos about like why Trudeau is killing this country. And he gets like a cool 1500 views every video. And he just has to make three videos about Trudeau a week, which seems kind of exhausting. Yeah. But his uh, ghetto van adventures is him going around and like living in a van. And he like rents his house back home. So your landlord is a guy that's living in his van, which is uh, (laughs) that would kind of suck. Uh, Anyways, his his two greatest hits. One is he he cooks a steak on his engine block. Okay. Like he gets like a tin foil pan and puts like a can of those like canned mushrooms in it. And just sure. drives around for like four hours and then eats the steak which has been heated up by his engine, which okay. is really nasty. Yeah. And then the other thing is like he stinks from living in his van. And yeah. his his solution to that is he got a like little rubber tub. And opened up a bunch of bars of soap. So he's got like 18 bars of soap what? just sitting in a Rubbermaid like bin in the back of his van. So it doesn't stink as much in there. Oh my God. He had like an air freshener or like deodorant. That's, that's crazy. That's not, the, that's
2: not the, the guy who's the bus driver, right? No, uh, that's Scotty
1: Allendea. That's a different guy. Okay. He, yeah, uh, yeah. he was going to trucking school and got kicked out because his feet stumped too much. That's so funny to be too stinky to be a trucker.
2: Yeah. That's like and he, he put some talcum
1: powder on his feet and they still kicked him out for being too stinky. He's getting disgusting. his life together. He started going to the gym. His skin looks a bit better. I'm proud okay. of Scotty Allen day.
2: All right. There you go. Okay.
1: God. Yeah. Boy. Well,
2: <laughs> you could tell it was a bad game today because. we had to do a cool a, 20 a, on food reviewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it really picked um, up the
1: mood around here. so It did, it did. It I did. almost forgot yeah. that the Canucks lost 10-7 to the fucking Jesus Minnesota Wild Christ. after being up 5-2 in the second. God damn. Fuck, what a game. Yeah. Well, Anyways, fucking hate this team. Hopefully they
2: beat Colorado. <laughs> they fucking better, dude. Yeah, man. They really better. Oh, boy. All right, well, we'll see you later in the week, everyone. Right. Go Canucks, Sayonara.
1: go. Bye.
2: Bye-bye.